Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is already July 20th, 2020. You know, there's always something cool or like special to pull out of every day. And this one is that it's like July 20, 2020. How many times do you get that? But we have it today. So there we have it. Always these little signs that something is special. And love. What is love? Well, we can all agree that it's special. That's one thing. But we can't agree on a definition. So I looked up the definition. I'm like, what does the dictionary say about love? And the first was a noun. So we're basically just a description here. An intense feeling. Perfection. That that covers it. Babies fill parents with feelings of love. And we can't put a boundary on it. Like we can't say, oh, I I felt this, so I love this person, or I felt that. We just know that we do. And if you do meet like new parents or someone who just fallen in love, they're like, I can't describe this to you. I just can't describe it. But we need a word. But when you overuse the word, or you feel like you've made mistakes with the word, you start becoming pretty darn careful about how you use the word. So the second definition was a great interest and pleasure in something. He loves, or his love, for football, or golf, or driving, or gardening. Those are different ways also to say, God, I really love football. We've invested time in it. You know how it works. You know all the nuances. You could probably officiate a game. So we use the word love there too. Then it says, there's another definition, which is an action word. Feel a deep romantic or sexual attachment to someone. But a lot of times when that happens, we ask the question, do you love me? Because sometimes we're not sure what that's supposed to look like. So I thought, yeah, let me ask a few people, what does love mean to you? And they just said, I I don't know. I just know it when I feel it, if I really had to define it. Well, what do you feel when you feel love? Well, one person said commitment. I feel committed to this person. I can't leave them 
it would be worse to live without them than it does to feel and be with them. And I don't mean worse that they're not happy, that they don't want to live without them. So true love, is that different from feeling like you love someone? Well, true love is, there's a little different because now you're married for 40 years and you're still passionate about each other and you still care for each other. What is love defined in the Bible? Oh, well, it says it's patient and kind. It's not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love never ends. So then I thought, the real, I want to say, test of love, or us understanding what love means, is sometimes people love each other, but for whatever reason, they're not meant to be in a relationship But the love, the feeling, never changes, whether you see that person or not, whether you get anything out of them or not, whether you've had an intimate relationship or not. It's it's when you can't not just define it, because it's not about defining it, but when you can't take a word, slap it on there, say this is what it is, and then close the door for the day. The way we know, the way we know, it's through calmness, even being willing to have an argument and not tearing down the other person over the argument. Not being so short-sighted that the argument, winning the argument, is more important than what you're going to be left with once you are done with that argument. Because if there's a teardown, teardown during that argument, that person, no matter what good you do after that, is going to know that truly you don't support them. And if you have done something that is probably hurtful and crossed the line because you're young or immature emotionally when it comes to relationships in just this way, You can go back to that person and say, hey, you know what? I was really out of line. That was not okay to say. That was not okay to take something I know you're vulnerable about and use it against you and hurt you more and wound deeper your vulnerability. I know these things sound like, who would ever say that? Love would say that. 
That's who would say that. That's when you know you're not just infatuated, it's not one-sided, it's not just a close friendship. That's when you know you can step out of yourself, even amongst friends, even amongst acquaintances, being honest with your part and maybe hurting or humiliating or trying to do both because you're hurt and feel humiliated. And just say, when you said that, I felt hurt and I felt humiliated. I know deep in my heart you don't mean that. But boy, when it comes at me, it hits hard. So when we start to use real language, to talk about real feelings. We have enough love to even want to do that because there is no relationship that is perfect. But purity and truth will grow that relationship to stability, to emotional stability, the relationship itself, that third person. There's you, there's them, and then there's the relationship. Fighting for the relationship. Saying, is this best for my relationship with this person? Or is it just going to feel really good right now to sucker punch them emotionally? Well, it doesn't feel good. The person who does say the hurtful things, once they have said it, once they have said it, they regret it. There's that saying, you can't cry over spilled milk. You've already spilt it. But how Do you want to clean it up? I'm seeing that they were having some hard time getting on. So it is, um, can you guys hear me? I, I don't know, but you're in chat. So if anyone can hear me, just press. I think Liam said it's playing on his phone. Uh, Francis can't hear me, but it was enough to say, Um, Oh, they were saying it to each other. That's so weird, but you can hear it on the phone and it is recording. Uh, Oh, okay. Francis can also hear it on the phone, so there must be a glitch in (laughs) blog talk, which happens quite frequently, so I'm sorry about that. But what are the signs? You meet someone or you live with someone already or your kids. When you're around children, you will see what love really, really is because that's all they know. They trust. They observe you. They respond to you. They like to please you. They like to be pleased by you. They do it all before we start hurting them or they start taking life in in a way that hurts them, even though you may not be doing it on purpose. 
But that feeling should be your guideline everywhere else in life. I am dealing with a child truly only wants to be loved. And if I hurt that love, or I know that love has been injured, and I use the injury against that person, why am I so hurt that I need to play that out in this forum, is your question. Why? I have people on my page may say something that that really isn't kind. And I have other people inbox me saying, why do you allow so-and-so to say whatever? Please, please pay attention because they thought I couldn't see it. But I could see it. But whatever was coming was them. I don't think like that. It was actually like cold water on my face every time. And I couldn't figure it out. And I thought, well, maybe it can heal. And one day, my daughter, who's very rarely on Facebook, happened to be on because she was involved in a big, um, like, wedding. And they posted all the pictures on Facebook. So she saw my page and she saw this long-winded explanation of something and she said, Mom, you need to be careful on your page. It's your page, your rules. And you should never have things like this on your page. Unkind. She used the swear word to describe and then said, It's just not okay. Why would you do that? So brand new, fresh eyes who didn't know anything about anybody said that to me. The minute she said it, because I know she doesn't even have a built-up why is this going on feeling. It was just as objective as it could come. I knew that the old me that still wants to fix everybody, and I'd given this one a lot of time, was unfixable from me. Could be fixed somewhere else, but not from me. And it was because I knew how she was going to be. Because we get used to unhealthy. And sometimes it's because of the way we love. We love, we accept, and then we try to fix as a result. But others can only love you as far as they understand love. And if it fights the way you feel, and it's constantly trying to pull the rug out from under your feet, even though they may not be intending to do that, that's how they love. Then you have to say, does that feel good to have the rug 
pulled out from under my feet every time I do something? Is that okay to accept? Is that what I want in my life? If I had physical interactions with this person every day, would I allow that? If I did not love myself and extend that love to others, my questions, my behavior may have reacted differently. Where I would have fought back and I had a, now I have a forum for my anger or a forum for my wanting to keep putting someone in their place and now I want to do it back for our relationships. If you find that you do love somebody and you are fighting all the time, it's almost like, hey, we haven't fought in a few days. We need a good one so that we can get to our love. And that becomes your pattern. The question is, how much do I love myself that I need a forum to fight every day or every few days. So love isn't a definition. It isn't a definition at all. But what it is, is a behavior. And that's why we can't define it in words. We react to it in what we are willing to allow to happen to us through our own lens of how we take care of ourselves. Defies logic at times. It's unexplainable at other times. It makes us angrier than we normally would get for other things of people we are not close to or feel that with or that we know. We use it as a growing tool that, oh, wow, I'm hurt emotionally in this way. We seem to have the same fight over and over and over again. Why do we have that kind of fight? Because it's not just that you love the person. But isn't it interesting that you meet people that have the same argument going on inside so your arguments actually work really well? And then you start to grow, and then you start to look at that person as someone who accepted you during your growth, and that you accepted them. You start looking at it, even though it took an argument to get there, as a safe place. You know you can overcome the setbacks. You know you can recover from the argument after the honeymoon period. And I say honeymoon period for everything in life. It happens with friendships. It happens when you first have a baby. It's like, oh, my God, look at the baby. But then that baby is going to get up and run around and break things. And we all know it's going to happen, throw stuff in the toilet. And, you know, they don't know what a toilet is, and they don't know what money is, and they don't know what anything is. 
But yet when our kid does it, we get mad. And then we start shaping them. But there's a way to do it without doing that. Stereotypical way we were taught to be parents. Spanking and all those kinds of questions. I I actually never needed that with my kids in, in their entire growing up. Because it was not just the honeymoon for me. And almost every parent I know can tell you that raising a child is just different stages in my life and in theirs. No matter what problem is thrown at the relationship, and that extends to relationships with people we invite into our lives, we know we're going to solve that the relationship is worth holding on to. And the selflessness, you lose all sense of time. It's like you're you're together and it took you like 10 years to have kids and the next thing you know, you're celebrating your 25th anniversary and you go, gosh, where did the time go? Then you were allowed to be yourself with another person. A lot of situations have come and gone. A lot of weird stuff has come and gone. A lot of issues have been solved and some not solved. But that's second to the relationship. Whatever relationship we have, even if it is a job that we stayed at for 30 years, which nowadays is less common, but there's still people who are leaving companies that are still here that they started at 30 years ago, 35 years ago, 40 years ago, still there. And you may ask them, how did you do that? Well, I knew I was going to keep the job. I knew I was going to stay in the relationship. I knew that my kids were mine. They weren't going anywhere. So I just took it one situation at a time I didn't when there was an argument start going into everything else the person did when people do that personally to me that scares me because now I no longer feel safe tacking everything I'm doing and they've known me for a long time And I'm being looked at through their lens. It has nothing to do with the reality of what I know our relationship was. Or my walking around in my own mind going, wow, this is great. I've known this person for such a long time and they're easygoing. And and then one day that person got mad at me because they didn't believe I was giving them enough attention. And what happened? I got unleashed on, accused of not giving as though I was mandated when I myself was going through a hard time and I have yet to feel safe again in that relationship. And then I refused to play the game of counting how many times I pick up the phone, how many times I click a like, how many times I've 
I've not listened to this person. I got invited into the party that goes on in the mind. I'm still friends. But I had to step back because I didn't know how to reach this person. All this time I thought I was reaching the person. And it's easy to be happy. Conflict shows up. And sometimes someone who loves you enough, whether it's your partner, your boss, your children, and they say, hey, mom, what's going on here? Because something's wrong. Do you see it? Do you get it? Sometimes I say yes and sometimes I say no. Because I know I'm safe to say yes or no. I know that I can trust. I know that I can admit like, hey, honestly, I don't think I do know what's going on because I'm trying to fix something And what is that definition of insanity? You do the same thing expecting different results. And you keep getting worse, same results, but depth, depth, everything we know, we know, but we learn it in greater depth over time. And if it's anger and that anger gets reinforced and not addressed, then I'm just going to get another layer of anger and then another layer of anger, and that's what I've learned. And believe it or not, I learned it more from strangers to me because they were playing out their issues on me than someone close to me because someone too close to me made it harder for me to see it. It had to get to the level of being so obvious. But now, thank you, because I now take that, and when I see it in close relationships, I say, is that really love? to not address that the issue is different than what we are going back and forth on, that the issue goes deeper than that. Even if that person chooses never to talk to me again, I should tell them the truth. There's many times where Christ has told me, you've taken them as far as you can take them, And your voice will not be heard until you leave them. That was super hard for me to do. But once I did it, and it was hard. I mean, I can't tell you the pull to come back and want to explain and want to say and want to want to do everything that I thought was loving. It's because I didn't understand love. I looked at love as fixing, leaving things better than what I walked into, helping. And sometimes my absence was the true helper. Then you hear their voice in your head. And hopefully, like Christ said, a person may get it in 10 minutes or 10 years. It is none of your business how long that's going to take. And that God leaves no one behind. And as human beings, 
We are meant to take each other. What that growth looks like, we've placed judgment on. We've placed judgment on it. When you take the judgment off, you are able to do what love would do. And it's never the answers that we actually thought it was because we have no definition of love, so we created one. It's really interesting. We can talk about this one forever. My time is already up today. You guys have a great week. Have a great Monday, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.